Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. Hey, we're trying this again. So, welcome to your creativity. I'm Steve. I'm Dylan. And we also have two guests today. So we have Kat Palmer. Hey, hey. And Jason Cosmo. Hello. What's up, Dylan? Not much. I... I thought you were going to do a little more there, but... Yeah. Wait, so, <laughs> so, you know, our introductions are pretty succinct. There. Yes. It was weird. We've been talking for 40 minutes and haven't stopped. <laughs> and the I microphones know. turn on, on and we're like... like uh, oh, I yeah, like we, we just thought the exactly mic was going... who Jason Cosmo is. For those, I mean, if you if you haven't heard of Jason Cosmo, you live under a fucking rock. But here is Jason Cosmo. Hey, that's, that's my family. It... It is Utah oh, here. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. There's a lot so of rocks. Let's, let's talk about who Jason Cosmo is for just a quick second, because obviously I'm like his number one fan. But actually, that's, that's, that's true. Here. Like, Cat <laughs> is totally here with stalker glasses, and she's yeah. You would do the best intro for Jason. And this is the first time you've seen me out of drag. Raw. This is the hairy. first time I've seen him as a boy, <laughs> which I'm I, I I was really like excited about. I mean, I I've seen I've stalked your pictures on Facebook, so I did know what you look like out of drag. I either look like a middle-aged diva or a homeless gay. <laughs> <laughs> so In a t-shirt with a hat. Jason Cosmo is the drag queen of Salt Lake City right now, but it's not just Salt Lake City. He has done drag all across this nation. He has done drag in New York City and San Francisco and is, was it Philadelphia? I'm not. Uh, what, where is uh, Atlantic place? City? Atlantic City. I knew it was another place I'd never been to, and so. L.A. Not Frisco. L.A. Southern. Oh my Southern God, California. I'm screwing this up badly. Okay. okay. I think I think what it is. Okay, is, we're gonna have to boot cat. I know. <laughs> sorry. Um, I think what it is is that I always like to say that I see a lot of drag in San Francisco. You and go to San down, Francisco. Hands down, Jason show is the best show I've ever seen. Thank and you. And so I think that's where I get the San Francisco in there is that I see a lot of queens in San Fran, and so um, Jason. He moved back here to Salt Lake City and just turned Salt Lake City upside down. And anytime I bring my friends, if they're traveling, if they are world travelers, if they've seen lots of drag shows, they are always so impressed. And they're like, no way. No way are we in Salt Lake City right now. No way. And it's just a whole nother level of drag that Jason does. And I'm not being paid to say this. I truly believe it. She got a couple chocolates. <laughs> yeah, she did get chocolates. <laughs> but not by Jason. <laughs> no. But, and so he is a professional entertainer, and he becomes the characters, and he also trains up his queens um, just brilli- brilliantly. So. Thank you. Yeah, so it's the Viva La Diva show that he does um, here in Salt Lake City. And um, you can correct like everything like I screwed up. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. Why Salt Lake? I was born and raised here, and then could not wait to get the hell out of here. (laughs) I wasn't raised Mormon, so that in the 80s, in and of itself, was difficult. Growing up non-Mormon, little gay boy. If you want to West Jordan, West Jordan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, My family was originally from little old Magna, Utah, down there, Cypress High School. But we moved to West Jordan. and I did theater and community theater all over the state. Draper, Bountiful, Salt Lake, everywhere. Extremely involved in school. Theater, art, student government, 
And um, right out of high school, I got a full ride scholarship to Weber State in musical theater. Oh, wow. And went for six months. And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 me. no, no, it was not for me. It wasn't. I was ready to like further my craft. And they were like, Singing 101, dance 101, acting 101. I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And then I got cast in a show, uh, a big Christmas show, and as one of the leads. And they were like, oh, you can't do this. You have to stay here and do props for Schoolhouse Rocks. Oh, no. I was like, you're training me to get work professionally. I'm getting work professionally. I'm taking the gig. Yeah. (laughs) And then one of my dreams come true, and I got cast at Disneyland as a performer. And I left, and I was by. I could. Oh my God! I couldn't wait to get out of Utah, and I worked at Disney for years, and it was amazing. And I was a huge, huge, huge Disney fan. Mm. Such a huge influence on my life, on my art, and was it all in California? All in or California that at makes Disneyland. My heart so happy. Yes. Oh yeah. And 9/11 happened, and it was. Horrible, a nightmare, as you know. And working somewhere like that, it was really crazy. Going to work on September 12th was insane. And it was that day I realized this is what I meant to do. Because when it happened, we were just like, oh, my God, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What can I do to help? And we went into work, and we thought, oh, this feels so inappropriate. Mm -hmm. To be in these costumes and smiling and right. and it just it, it feels so inappropriate and not right and the crowds just imp- they they needed it yeah. they soaked it up and and it wasn't inappropriate at all it was very needed and it was that this got so serious so quick <laughs> <laughs> you'll bring it back and and oh I'll, I'll bring it back I'll bring it back and it was it, it it was such a turning point I'm like that's what I'm supposed to do. This is what I meant to do, is help people escape from their real life. That's why yeah. we go to the movies. That's why we go to the theater, to escape from real life. And God knows we can all escape real life Absolutely. right now. It's yeah. terrible. Well, Disney was so worried that nobody was going to get on airplanes and nobody was going to go to amusement parks, so they cut entertainment left and right. They cut parades in half. They cut shows in half. Oh, no. So everybody full-time went to part-time. It was, it was terrible. So I went and got a part-time job at, uh, it was called Hamburger Mary's in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a gay hamburger show place, cabaret. And I was waiting tables there like a little Twinkie boy that I was. (laughs) (laughs) And they did a drag contest every Tuesday night. And I thought, oh my God, these people are just... Oof. <laughs> I could do this. I, I could do this. Is, this is what I'm doing. So, oh, so the first time I did drag was my first year at Disney for Halloween. Um, I, well, I had to go as Alice in Wonderland, yeah. obviously. And then the next year, a bunch of us in the parade department, they wanted to go as uh, dead celebrities. So there was an Elvis and a Marilyn. I said, well, I don't know who I could be. And they says, oh, you're Lucille Ball. <gasps> So I found an old Wilma Flintstone wig and had the ladies <laughs> in the wig department style it. And they had makeup charts for the characters. You know, Snow White had to do the certain colors and the certain... So I copied the Snow White makeup chart and wore this Wilma Flintstone wig. And I love it. Had a couple of drinks, and they were like, oh, my God, you're Lucille Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But it wasn't until Hamburger Mary's when I saw the contest, and I thought, well, I could do that. I, I, could, I could do that. And the movie Chicago had just come out. 
So I went to Out of the Closet, which is a fabulous thrift store in California, especially in Orange County, because all the old rich Republicans in Orange County <laughs> wear a dress to a wedding once and then take it to the thrift store. So I got a little black dress and some shoes and a wig, and I did Catherine Zeta-Jones, all that jazz. And my boyfriend at the time, who also performed at Disney, he was more of the dancer, I was more of the actor. So he taught me the Bob Fosse choreography. And oh, he come home one, and I thought, oh, I gotta start this number with a cigarette. I gotta, you know, come on, and blow the smoke out. And he come home one day, and I'm in our kitchen in Long Beach, and I'm coughing and coughing and hacking, <laughs> trying to get this right. He's like, what are you doing? I'm trying to be fierce. <laughs> well, I won the contest, and they says, well, come back next week. And I thought, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I, well, and I had done musical theater my whole life, so I thought, oh, I'm going to play all these fabulous female roles that I've always wanted to play. So I got a pink lady's jacket. And went in and did Stalker Channing and did Rizzo. Yes. And won the contest. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> then I got a red ball gown and went in the next, won that week, went in the third week and did Carol Channing, Hello Dolly, who yes. I think is amazing. Who you nailed, and, by the way. Perfectly. After a month, they gave me my own weekly show. Perfect. So that was the silver lining was when, when, our, when our shows got cut in half at Disney, I went and got a job and and fell into, into this. And I was still taking classes, excuse me, in sitcom and auditioning, and I was doing extra work. You know, when you live in LA, you do extra work because they're gonna notice you and you're <laughs> gonna be the next one, and it has never happened. I did extra work for six months and never once got noticed. I looked like every other gay boy with brown spiky hair. <laughs> and, uh, but put on a dress and they notice you. Yeah. They do, yeah. And I had an acting teacher who said, never, never, never wait for someone to give you permission. Mm. And if you sit around waiting for someone to cast you, you're going to be sitting around a long time. So then when the drag happened, I was like, oh, I can perform. I'm not just auditioning for things. I'm just going to go out and make this shit happen right now and put a show together. I and, love it. And if you had anything to do differently, what would have it been? Oh, God. Uh, honestly? Yeah. No, please lie to me, Jason. Please lie to me. Yes, honestly. Oh, this is so terrible. This is just terrible. Um, a lot of the people... Oh, Disney's going to hate me, too. A lot of the people in the parade department, we would have an afternoon parade and an evening parade. So we'd have, like, three or four hours in between. Well, they would leave and go off property, and they would smoke pot. Yeah. And they would come back, and we would do the... Well, I was... So prim and pro I did not drink. I didn't. Prim and I didn't drink till I was 22, and even then, it was like a Midori sour. Oh my god, you were prim and proper. I was. I. I didn't. Oh no, oh, drugs. I love this. I was Nancy Reagan. I <laughs> love this. I'm making up I for it now. I had no idea. Oh, I was so scared. I was scared, which is probably a good thing. It's yeah. probably good that I was so scared of, yeah. of of all the drugs and the alcohol and everything, because uh, I might have went crazy. Sure. <laughs> Uh, since then, I have tried the marijuana. Oh, you, oh, you have? <laughs> once. Okay. Just once, just once. He did no, inhale. But, but <laughs> you're supposed to inhale? <laughs> Nobody ever told me that. <laughs> no, but uh, my, my friends would go, 
and and they would do this parade, and I I'll never forget my my dance partner would we would start the second parade, and he was stoned. Uh huh. And he just seemed like he was on well, he was he was on cloud nine. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd step off on the parade, and he'd go, "Oh my God, look at the light! <laughs> look at the these people are clapping for us!" <laughs> and I was so scared and so intimidated, but now I think, oh. That would have been so epic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this makes my heart happy. <laughs> but I didn't. I was a good little Disney employee. You know what I'm realizing is I've probably seen you there at Disneyland. So probably. I lived there in Anaheim, and I worked in Anaheim. I moved away a month after September 11th happened. So I was living there, and I, I got into free at Disneyland always. And so I was there all the time. And I'm realizing I probably saw you at you some did. point. You need to go through your pictures. I know. I probably saw you at some that point, so which is fun. tripping me out. It was, I know, and everyone, oh, it's going to taint you. You're not going to like it. You're not going to. No, I still do. Yeah. It was amazing. That's good. I will say it's, it's show business, though. Mm -hmm. It's show, And behind the scenes is very different. Right. I'll never forget. We were standing on a, we were getting ready for the parade. We were standing on a tarp backstage and we could smell the sewer and it was kind of sprinkling rain. Mm. And I'm like, this isn't what I thought it would be. <laughs> but then the gates open and the lights come on and it smells like churros. Yes. <laughs> and it's all magical. You're like I want cotton candy. Yep. Sweet. I love it. So you're about to come on your year anniversary. Yeah. Oh, so after Disney and then I got into the, uh, yeah, it, it's, now, technically, it's drag. We're dressed as a girl. Mm -hmm. But I think there's so many different types of drag. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people create their drag persona. They play a woman. Not to be confused with trans. Totally different. Gender. Totally, not to be confused yeah. with cross-dressers. Totally cross different. Cross-dressers are, you know, people that like to just dress yeah. as the opposite sex. They're not entertaining. For the, no, no. Right. No, most of them are not entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I I'm saying that, that your purpose is for entertainment. Yes, <laughs> oh, God. Yes. And I'm saying sometimes that theirs is they not. Are, sometimes they are entertaining. They, theirs is not. Their purpose is not entertaining. I was hosting yours a is. show in New York, and these cross-dressers come in. And they're usually some, yeah, this particular lady, mm -hmm. real, real, real big guy. You know, but n nothing, no, no sequins, no cost. You know, it was like a blouse from Kohl's. Yeah. I said, well, hi. What's your name? Leslie. Leslie, what are you celebrating? Girls' night out. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. And yeah, it's they're very different. It's they're very ve different. And and not one is better than the other. Sure. I'm not, you know. Yeah. There's but there's the there's good and bad in everything. Drag queens is entertainment. Right. I I consider drag queens as entertainers. Yes. There's transgenders. There's cross dressers. But within drag, within the entertainers, there's club kid drag. There's drag queens that take on their own persona, you know, with the funny names and things like that. Um, and what I do specifically is celebrity impersonations. I've never created my own drag persona. It's, I mean, it's kind of Jason Cosmo kind of is, but every time I've performed, it's been as a character. It's and been he as nails it, folks. Dolly Parton as Liza Minnelli. He nails it. He becomes that person. When he says he impersonates them, I mean to the T. Like, you become that person. In fact, Dolly Parton once could not tell the difference between Jason Cosmo and herself. No. Do you remember that? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Good Morning America called me 
a few years back and says, are you the Dolly Parton impersonator? I says, yes. Well, can we use your photo tomorrow morning, possibly? Uh, we can't guarantee that we're going to pick yours, but we like yours. We found it on, online, and we're going to have Dolly Parton on, and we'd like to play a trick on her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, what if she's, you know, what, what if she says something mean? What if she says, well, we can't guarantee what she's going to say, but she's genuinely. She doesn't have a mean Very, very nice. <laughs> very nice. Well, then I thought I don't want her just to be nice. Sure. I want her to be honest, but don't sure. be mean. Right. And um, sure enough, they picked my photo, and the two other photos they picked were of women mm -hmm. who play Dolly Parton. So it was, there was four photos. It was the two women, me and Dolly Parton, and she thought, she thought they were all her. Yeah. So that was fun. Well, and she specifically picked yours. Yes. She specifically picked yours and thinking it was her. And I've yet to meet her. It's going to happen. It's got to happen. I've it's yet all to because meet of your her. Creativity. We have that many listeners. It's bound to happen. It's going to happen. I, I, I've met right, Dylan? I, tons of listeners. I hope so. <laughs> Hi, Dolly. <laughs> She's my favorite. She's, sitting at home. She's queen. He's wearing a Dolly shirt from the best little whorehouse in Texas. And hat. And a Dolly oh, hat. Oh, God. I didn't even look up. I've just been looking at your boobs the whole time. <laughs> my boobs, the holds my non existent. I've boobs. just been looking at Burt Reynolds and Dolly. Well, I, I did get to meet her personal assistant. We were in Dollywood. I was headlining the. We're, we're jumping all over the map. That's okay. Here. We're we don't, we don't the have the same chronology. We're going to get you to meet her. I have you met no the idea. The assistant came, and I, I, I met him. It was very serendipity. Um, we were at Dollywood. Just, well, we were at the hotel outside of Dollywood, and we, um, I was there because I was headlining the Night of a Thousand Dollies and performing at the fan club dinner. You want some fun? Yes. Go to a Dolly fan club dinner. <gasps> <laughs> I will die. She is my oh, queen. Yes. It's She's like my Comic-Con for Dolly oh. Parton. It's kind of genius. When does it happen? <laughs> uh, usually the first weekend of May I, in Pigeon Forge. I will be there 2018. Yes. Like, I have to be. It's, it's a good time. And um, my good friend who was bringing me some tickets to get into Dollywood, I was walking to his car, and this guy walked by. Well, I'd emailed Dolly's managers and stuff, and I said, oh, my gosh, you know, I have to meet her. I'm not some crazy fan who's going to try and do anything. I just, this is what I do. This is I, literally my 9 to 5 is Dolly Parton. This oh, is my, my day job <laughs> is playing Dolly Parton. It um, and it would just mean so much to, to, to meet her. And um, I, I don't think she would take offense to what I do. I, I never mean any offense. I would hope she would be flattered. Um, they didn't write back. <laughs> <laughs> but then we bump into one of her assistants, and he's like, you're Jason Cosmo? I was just reading your email. I'm like, well, who are you? Oh, well, I'm her assistant. I design her clothes. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> so I got chit-chatty. He came to the hotel room to see all my costumes. <laughs> Oh my Which God. some of them were replicas of, of stuff his that right. of his work. So right. yeah, no pressure. Then he came to the to the fan club dinner to see me perform, and that was <sighs> that was no pressure. So you know he all. talked about you that night. No, no pressure. He talked about you to Dolly. And uh, that's what I like well, to imagine. No, well, he he just said I don't get people to Dolly. This mm -hmm. is my job. I'm not. I'm like okay, okay. I'm just imagining that it. night. He's laying around talking to her. Well, it was, it, 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 it was the guy. longest 10 minute set I've ever had to do. Yeah. And it was already hot in there, and the spotlight was only about 10 feet away. So, And when I'm in Dolly, it's like wearing half a love seat. I There's picked up your one dress. I picked up your best little whorehouse in Texas, the um, finale dress once. I held that thing. 
It's like 40 pounds. It's, a, it's about 40 pounds. It's about 40 pounds. Oh it's about, before or after it's, the sweat. It's, it's, no, oh, I, I'm yeah, saying this is besides everything Jason has going. 60 pounds after. Yeah, after. going on it's, underneath of his dress. Yeah, it's about 11 it's yards like of velvet, velvet lined. Plus the rhinestones. The, it's Swarovski head it? to Swarsky. toe oh with... with that I mean, dress is worth more than most my rent I've ever paid yeah. <laughs> anywhere. It's, it's genuinely like I was like I could I could like get buff like just holding this dress. Well, and the dolly wigs are anywhere from three wigs to two wigs with pieces sewn in, so they're hot. So there's nowhere for heat to escape. Oh my gosh! Anywhere. So it's basically, hot. you'd be fine in Brazil, not me so it's much, hot. but you'd be it's fine hot. in the heat. How many different dolly costumes do you have? I have about twenty dolly <gasps> costumes. Really? Mm-hmm. Most of them are replicas. Some of them are inspired. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite one? I have different favorites. I have favorites like, ooh, this one looks just like the movie. And I have favorites like, this one's so pretty. And then I have favorites like, oh, this one doesn't weigh very much and it breathes. <laughs> okay. You're, That's you're, my new favorite. Closet, That's my favorite. Your closet is getting burned down. Which one do you save? Ooh. Everything's going right now. Everything's. Um, well, that new whorehouse just cost a small fortune. She cost a it's small pretty. fortune. It is she, so pretty. But oh, I hate. I can't choose. I would. I would. <laughs> it's like your children, right? Mm-hmm. It's like which child do you? It's like your child. It's, it's gonna die. It's my livelihood. Yeah. I cannot make a living without my costumes. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. That's how I feel about my finger. <laughs> no, for Not real. that finger. It's my shooting finger. <laughs> You're shooting. Oh, yeah, a camera. Yes, because I take yes. pictures for a living. It's true. And so I recently had a hand injury, and I was like, oh, dear. Like, what am I going to do? It's my livelihood. It's how I make my living. So I've thought about insuring my finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even bronzing kidding. it. <laughs> Mo- like, models get their hands. What do I do? Cat, Cat it's like Palmer's finger. Like, what do I do? <laughs> chill, on the mantle. If this goes out, if this goes out, like it's how I make my living. Like, what do I do? Right. Oh, back, back, back. Sorry, everyone. Yes, they're back. so confused. We're jumping all over the place. Sorry, we folks. went from Disney to Dollywood, Sorry, which was like. I mean, our five listeners are really going to be confused. <laughs> <Twelve>. <laughs> yeah, there, there's New York in there, right? In between. Yes. Yeah, so, California so here. left Utah, went to California, Disney, Hamburger Mary's, um, did the film thing, did the theater thing. But then, you know, I, I would get in different productions. I would do different things with film, small things. And but the drag paid the bills, paid the bills. Met a guy, lived in New York, never been to New York, went to New York um, in January of 05. And I was like, I think I need to move here. And I did, just kind of like that. So I was when like, he was about 25? But um, yes, 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 We're yes, the same yes. age. And I moved to New York. I just up and moved to New York and uh, it did not work out with this guy. But it got me to New York, so. Perfect. And hit the ground running. Then I was like, okay. And I made a living for six months um, winning contests. There was different uh, drag contests every night of the week. There was one in the West Village on Monday and one in uh, Chelsea on Wednesday and one in the Upper East Side. So I would just, I would pick, I would do Val McKelly, all that jazz. And I would do it, you know, four nights in a row at four different clubs. And I won a lot of the time. And then I would do Liza Minnelli for the next week, and then uh, I got a job at Lips, and then pretty soon I had my own job, my own show at a club um, 
up in the theater district. Wow. And it just all kind of just, just I mean, that, that, that's the thing about New York. If, if you, you have to have the ambition, you have to have the drive. And if you do, if you hit the pavement, you'll work. You will. And um, lived in New York for a long time and just did my shows. I had my weekly shows uh, at the famous Stonewall Inn. Beautiful. I worked there for years and years, and that is a f- fabulous place. I love the Stonewall. Um, Fire Island mm-hmm. changed my life. Fire Island is a gay resort island just off the coast of Long Island, and I would spend my summers out there, and it is, it, there's, to me, my two sanctuaries are Disneyland and Fire Island. Mm, for different reasons, they're the same. But I'm not gay at all. <laughs> Oh, it's it's fabulous. It's a teeny tiny little island. You can literally see the bay and the ocean. There's no cars. There's no there's just it's And everybody's naked. It's it's Pleasure Whatever Island. Not a, you don't want to see everybody naked. It's oh. always the people you don't want to see naked. <laughs> that are naked. You walk around you're like, "Oh, I wish he was naked. I wish he was naked." Oh, there's an 80-year-old lesbian naked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. What is she wearing? I don't know, but it needs to be iron. But on bomb. When he says just That's kidding. That's a Bette folks. Midler joke, by the way. When he says just kidding, <laughs> he's not. not. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fire Island is like drag queen capital of the world. I worked with old school queens that had been around that were at the first Queens that were at the original Stonewall riot that oh, got wow. taken to jail. Wow. So um you want a good time, go hang out with some old school queens yeah, on Fire one, Island. I get met drunk with them. I met an old school queen recently, and he's fabulous. He's, he's retired now. I feel like his name's William, and I feel bad because I'm not going to be very good at telling the story. But I met one recently, and he was an old school queen out, out of California who did Judy Garland because he was tiny. He was, this, he was mm-hmm. incredibly petite, which is a rare find. And so he, that was his, what he was famous for was Ju- Judy Garland. And so, wow. yeah, I, who it is. I can't remember his name. He's very famous though. I, yeah. I, I feel like there is, and he's still alive. Yes. Oh, okay. and I don't have a very good memory. So this is a sucky story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 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 there's I, I would, I would much rather go and hang out with the old school Queens on Fire Island than a lot of these kids that have been in drag for 10 minutes because they seen RuPaul's Drag Race and they watched a YouTube video on makeup and now they know everything and they need to get paid right now. Oh, please. I just... These kids all need to go and and, and hear... Hit the, the pavement. And, it, well, yeah. and, and understand that, that it wasn't always this easy to right. just put on a dress and entertain people, that it was illegal, right. that it was... Right. You know, and... Um, there needs to be a little bit more education right. and respect. Absolutely. That's amazing. For the art form. And, and, and the gay community in general. I think a lot of the gay community looks down upon drag queens. Mm-hmm. They think less of them until they need to make money for a charity. Then, by God, they hire a drag queen to raise money for right. them. No problem. Yeah, it's a little bullshit. Right. It's a little bullshit. Right. And they need to know that... that a lot of the reason the gay community has the rights that they do today, and we still have a long way to go, mm-hmm. is because of drag queens. Right. 
is because a drag queen gets on a soapbox and screams right. and yells and throws rocks at Stonewall. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a politician. Right. It wasn't some big muscle daddy. No, 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 no. They're usually the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's the drag queens that have the balls to say what needs to be said right. and to do what needs to be done. Right. I love it. Yeah, But absolutely. I like, I mean, you even added earlier that you talked about, like, if you want jobs, you can find it and you can make it. And I actually think that that's probably part of your success is you've created your own success, but you've worked your ass off. And yes. so you've actually, like, made things. To come to Utah, how many people are really jumping on board to do that? No. But you did. No. Well, and I think, <laughs> I think there's a difference, too. You can work really hard and not have the talent. But Jason also has the talent and is working really hard. I believe there's two ways to be successful, hard work or luck. (laughs) Some people are lucky. Some people just get handed a job. Other people don't. You have to. Where I, unfortunately, I need some more luck. Please, please. please. If I had luck plus the hard work, I'd be in real good shape. You'd be doing it. But I I take for granted, when (laughs) when I went to your show... I take for granted of how much work it really goes into, like all of the outfits. And you kept changing costumes, like in between songs. And it seemed seamless, but it was like... And the choreography, and the lighting, and the music, and the practice. How many days a week do you practice? Yeah. Let's go back, and then we'll get to the show. Is that okay? Yeah, no problem. Because you asked New York. So California, New York... I and guess then, it's uh, Dylan's question <laughs> still. Did lots of shows in New York. Then I got cast in a um, professional show in Lake Tahoe mm-hmm. and played Dolly Parton out there. And then we toured with that show through the West Coast, Nevada, Arizona. Then I got cast to go to Atlantic City. Atlantic City is fabulous. And it, it's, it's a poor little town that was really fabulous. And then it kind of died down a little bit. And then it had a little bit of a revival. Well, they, they put our show in there. And we were at the Resorts Casino, which is the oldest building in Atlantic City. It's a beautiful building. And we were up on the 13th floor in this fabulous cabaret. And down the hall from us was the very first ever gay bar in a casino anywhere in the world. Oh, wow. So it was all run by um, the same people, Mark Dahl and Joel. So it was Prohibition was the name of the bar. And then our show, uh, Divas Do AC. We were booked for three months. We ran almost three years. So I had to move from New York. I had to leave New York. We were six days a week during uh, Christmas and the summer. And then five days a week the rest of the year. It was full-time Dolly Parton. Halfway through, I was doing Marilyn Monroe and Dolly Parton. uh, And it was amazing. It was a fabulous, fabulous show. At the time, we were the longest-running show in Atlantic City in over 30 years. Wow. The owner of the casino passed away unexpectedly. They sold the casino to the Mohegan Sun and Jimmy Buffett. It was terrible. They didn't want anything to do with our show, regardless of how successful it was. Then they took this gorgeous old building and ripped the front of it off and put in Margaritaville with plastic palm trees. It was kind of like Pink Paradise Mm. put up a part. Yeah. So then we had no idea what to do. And being in show business for a long time, you can tell, oh, you know, oh, God, this show's not selling well. Let's start figuring out what to do next. The show was great. We were sold out. We were constantly performing. I, we were on billboards. I, we would drive down the interstate, and there I was. Humongous billboard. It's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And then when I started doing Maryland, people said, you're on that billboard. I said, uh-huh, I'm on the billboard twice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Marilyn and Dolly. It was cool. And then this, they, they, out of nowhere, they gave us two months' notice. And we were like, what? What do we do now? What, I mean, I was shell-shocked. I just got a condo on the beach. All my stuff was there. And I, I didn't know what to do because I'd given up my apartment in New York where I'd been for years and all of my jobs, all of my gigs. And there was just no sign of us closing because we were doing so good. So I put everything in a pod because I thought, I don't know where I'm going and what I'm going to do next. The next day I know I got hired to put uh, a, a celebrity impersonation show together in New York at a brand new venue. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was, I was a little gun shy, though. You can't just go and get an apartment in New York. It is ridiculously yeah. expensive. You need like three, four grand just to put shit down right. and move in. So I thought, I'm just going to rent a room. I'm just going to rent a room and put this show together. The show opening kept getting pushed back and pushed back. So I spent four or five months putting it together. Brand new venue. Uh, the good news is the producers had a shitload of money. So they were paying me to put the show together. It was an empty space. I designed a stage. They built the oh. stage. They put in a curtain. They did everything I wanted. We flew in a Madonna and a Michael Jackson. And uh, Gary D was Joan Rivers in Atlantic City and came up and did this. She's the best Joan Rivers out there. Uh, I did Liza and Dolly in the show. And I said, I want male dancers. And we got gorgeous male dancers straight from Broadway. Mm. And the show was fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. But the producer uh, would come in one night and there were, it was closed for reasons. Oh. <laughs> reasons that had nothing to do with the show itself. Yeah. So I had now lost two big successful shows in a year. Oh, heartbreaking. And which neither were the show's faults. Neither were was right. because the show wasn't good or wasn't right. selling tickets. It was for, you know, producer reasons and, and whatnot. So then I was really like, what do I do now? What do I do now? And, you know, when you're, when you're in charge of something and when you're giving people a job and when you're paying them, they're your best friend. Right. Oh, girl, they're calling you every day. Da, 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 da. When you stop paying them, crickets. Yeah. That's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my own goddamn show together. Mm -hmm. Because to, to put a show together and pay all these professionals, your budget, your overhead is crazy ridiculous. So I, I'd been doing Dolly for so long, I thought, well, I'm going to try and just do this show. And I went back to Fire Island that year. And I had to. I was booked to do a two-hour show, and usually I would I would book other guests, and I would book them to perform, and I would change into a different character. For some reason, nobody was available, so I had to do a show by myself for two hours. I thought, well, what the hell can I do for two? Because normally I would change and go from Liza to Lucy to whatever. So I, over the weekend, put my one-man Dolly show together, mm. and my friend Chris Chavez helped me change and. It was born. So then for the next two years, I toured around, literally a gypsy, because my stuff was still in Atlantic City in a pod, because I had no idea where I was going <laughs> to plant roots. I, I, I <coughs> loved New York, but I didn't have a gig there, so there was no reason to be there and pay that kind of rent. 
And no way was I coming back to Salt Lake. No way. <laughs> and maybe California. So I toured around doing the Dolly Show to um, all over random little towns. Mobile, Alabama. Uh, Boise, Idaho. Hmm. Portland, Oregon. Palm Springs. Uh, Whitefish, Montana. Oh, wow. So after L.A. and New York and these big metropolitan cities, and I was convinced that that's where I was you know, needed to be because if you're going to be in show business, you have to be in a big city. And, and if you're going to be a gay man in a dress, you have to be in a big city. And then going to these small cities and assuming they're going to be one way and then getting there and meeting the community. And, and see and how much the they need you. They see how much they need you. Seeing the arts that they have there yeah. and seeing the talented, fabulous people. You're, you're like, oh. Oh, this is really cool. Oh, and the cost of living is amazing. <laughs> you guys are cool, and this is cool, and this is cool. And then you realize it's the small towns that need this shit mm -hmm. a lot more than the big cities. Yep. A lot more. And a lot of the time, it's, it's a lot more appreciated. Right. As well. Two years of touring, and I kept coming back to Salt Lake because this is where my family is. And... Uh, Oh, I'm going to go back again. I'm sorry. That's okay. When I first started doing this, my family didn't wasn't sure what to think of it. My dad, my dad. Really? And I can say this now because he's he's so He's supportive. such a supporter. Oh, he's he's hugely but at the time he just didn't get it. He he and which is fine. A lot of parents don't and and you can't force anybody to accept something right away. They have to do it on their own time and their own terms. And I brought a video home of me doing I Love Lucy and showed my grandma and my yaya. And they thought it was the best thing since you sliced bread. They just thought it was so funny. <laughs> and my grandma says, you have to do this on the patio. My grandma has a great big patio. And my dad's, no, 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 you can't do that here. You can't do that here. Well, I did it. Anyway. If I, if I would have listened to my dad, I'd be married to a woman playing baseball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he's given me... A, a ton of great advice my whole life but so I did I did Lucy on my grandma's patio years ago and she had about a hundred people there and they thought it was great well she she and her friends the golden girls used yes. to go to this little bar in Magna every Friday night and have their Friday night meetings well she invited the bar owner up to see the show and he was he was a young guy about my age well he's well this is great let's do it at the bar so the next thing you know, I'm I'm playing Magna. That's <laughs> I'm playing adorable. the Copper King. That's as great as I'm playing. Absolutely, I'm I'm playing the Copper King, and it was packed, and it was packed, and it was packed, and then he introduced me to Dave, who owns Piper Down, mm -hmm. right yeah. here in Salt Lake, and I did Gay Pride there. So in all these years, in between California, New York, and Atlantic City, I would come home three or four times a year, and I would play Magna. And I would play Piper Down. Mm. Once in the summer, fall, Christmas time, and the spring. I'd play both clubs. So over the years, I've created a, a very straight following yeah. in Salt Lake. I'd never performed in the gay clubs here. I didn't know the drag queens here. But um, I owe a lot of that to my grandma. Mm. Because she was like, you need to be doing this. You need to go get in there, ask for money, and... Her and her friends are a good time. They just want to have a Bud Light. They are a good time. Yes, and, and they just they, they don't want the show to end. Do another one. Do <laughs> another one. So, so sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. California, New York, Atlantic City, touring. So during the touring, I just kept coming back here. Well, then I thought, well, I should just move back here. It's easier. Mm -hmm. It's cheaper. 
my family's here, the cost of living, and I'm touring, so it doesn't matter where I live. Right. So we moved to Utah, and we're looking for a place, and my grandfather passed away, and my dad inherited the house. Mm -hmm. So not only was I never going to come back to Utah, I'm now living in my grandma's old house in Magna. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so debating between L.A. and 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 New York, I ended up back in Magna. I and love I, it. With the patio. With uh, with a, an amazing patio. After living in tiny apartments from coast to coast, paying outrageous rent, I now live in a five-bedroom house with yeah. two kitchens and a garage <gasps> and... Dolly has her own room, and there's a sewing room, and there's a wig room. It's and amazing. I, it, 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 it is. I love it. That's it's, amazing. It's really great. And when I first got here, I was still touring. We were still doing the Dolly show and touring around. And Harriet Winston started a drag brunch at Club X. And we kind of had went and seen it. And um, I was booked last summer to go and do my Dolly show mm -hmm. in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And then Pulse happened. Mm, right. And that was a nightmare of all nightmares. That was that... The shooting that happened in Orlando. Yeah, the shooting at the gay club in Orlando yeah. scared the shit out of me. I was just kind of a wreck for quite a while. Um, obviously, this is where I live and work right. my entire adult life. So my gig got canceled. In, in Fort Lauderdale uh, for obvious reasons. And Dolly Parton was coming in concert to Orem. So I says, oh my God, well, I lost a gig. I got to have a gig. She's coming here. Let's do the Dolly show here in Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. So we hurry and find a venue and we plan it and we have like two weeks to, to market it. Well, the owner of this Club X where they were doing drag brunch mm -hmm. saw my ad and he says, well, who's this? Is he local? Bring him in. So I went in and I says, you know, I kind of went, I says, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to put on a show on Friday nights and I'm in charge of the show and you run the bar and you run the food. And because I've learned yeah. over the years how to put these shows together, you just, it's, it's, you need, you need one chief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get all these personalities. And so I said, all right, you do the bar, you do the food. I'll do the show. I got this. So it was born. It was born. This was last July. And he says, well, let's start. And I says, no, no, no. You can't start a show in the middle of the summer. Let's start it in September. So we started the Viva La Diva show. We were going to be once a month on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. And we had a cast of four. Uh, myself, the fabulous Mr. David Lawrence, yes. who makes the majority of my replica costumes He's and plays brilliant. Celine Dion and Cher and is... The next biggest part of the show, next next to me, as far mm -hmm. as creating it and being in it and everything else, and um, we opened on September twenty third. And now 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 Club X is downtown, Fourth South Northwest, mm -hmm. and driving by, it's not the prettiest little curb appeal, but inside it's fabulous. It's just kind of dark. It's kind of just an empty shell, yeah. which which I love. Great bar, you know, you fit about two three hundred people in there. Great little stage. They're home to heavy metal bands. Yes. Heavy metal bands. And I was like, oh, we got to clean this place up. <laughs> <laughs> I got the women from the suburbs coming in and the, and the gays with money. And, and so just a dark little black stage. And they had two giant speakers turned on their side for our ramp. <laughs> it was quotes, quotes there, listening. 
And, uh, and we did it. And it, it, it was great. And then we did another one. And then Harriet says, oh, my gosh, I, I, I'm doing this brunch, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm doing the food and doing da 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 da, da. I'm just going to end it. I said, well, don't end it. You keep doing the food, and I'll take over yeah. the brunch. Well, there's two kinds of shows I feel like I know how to put on well. Impersonation shows and Broadway. So I says, brunch will be Broadway. Broadway divas. Bro- so sa- Saturday night is the impersonations. Sunday brunch is... Um, Broadway divas. So Harriet introduced me to her current cast, mm-hmm. and, and the drag brunch then was, was it was good. It was, it was very different mm-hmm. from what we're doing now. It was apples and oranges. I've been to both, by the way. Yeah, it, it, it was more of a, um, a, a, a drag show you would see in a bar. Right, girl, right. It, you know, it, it's random. There wasn't a theme or anything, and the girls would just pick their songs and, and do whatever. No theme. I'm not saying it's better or worse. Well, Harriet introduced me and says, you know, this is Jason. He's going to take over the show. And da 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 da. Oh, they did not have it. Oh. They didn't want it. Oh. Who are you? Who do you think you are? Da 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 da. And I thought, honey, <laughs> I've been dealing with queens all over this country. You know, I can, I can, uh, well, they all told me to go to hell, basically. And they says oh, they wow. would have nothing to do with it. And it was going to be... Stu- and then they got in my face and they says, Broadway's tired. Nobody's going to come see anything Broadway. And an impersonation show will never work in Salt Lake City. It'll never, ever work. What are you going to do when it fails? And I said, well, I'm going to start another show. Yeah. This is what I do. I'm not doing this for fun. This right. is how I make a living. Right. I do shows. I put shows together. And then I figure out what's working. And what's not. And what's not. And then let's fix it and figure out how to get some people in here to, you know, buy tickets. Well, so they all left, and good riddance. I've been, I've been doing a show for three years by myself. I can do this with or without you. Right. And went and started their own little deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are a year later, and we went from once a month to once a week, so I guess people like impersonations in Broadway. (laughs) 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 I I had to, one day I, I... I had this picture. We were uh, Steve from Five Wise Vodka. Mm-hmm. One of our, he takes photos of our show. Five Wise Vodka is our sponsor. They are amazing. Not only are they amazing booze, but mm-hmm. they're just amazing people. Great people. Great sponsors. And he was taking pictures. And there's a picture of me from behind as uh, Carol Burnett, Miss Hannigan, and the room is packed. Mm. And this show had opened. I, I, I had to be just a little bitchy. I, I, so I you posted, a little oh, bitchy? Little what are you bitchy. talking about? I had to you? post the picture and no. say, oh, they said Broadway wouldn't work, and I'd love to come up with a, 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 a real quick comeback, but I'm too busy entertaining this sold-out audience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> so the show started, and it has evolved and evolved and evolved, and we have found a fabulous cast. And, and let me tell you, it is... It's so magical and it's so special because when it started, it was like, okay, let's do a show. I have to make money. This is, this is what I do. I have yeah. to make money. Th- then we do it and I meet these amazing people who came in and auditioned for the show. And I've seen how this has changed their life. And it is, the show is so much bigger than itself. And then you start meeting 
audience members. And you think, oh, you know, whatever, just buy a ticket. And then you meet them, and you see and hear how it's changing their life right. in a very positive way. Um, very nice little lady. I won't say her name. I don't know if she wants her name being said or not. She came to the show on accident. Her daughter was going with a bachelorette party, and they were meeting at her house. Well, when they got there, they had an extra ticket. And they said, do you want to go? She says, okay. So she went. She wasn't planning on going, had no idea what it was, and she sat right on the aisle. Well, she was in these pink yoga pants and this and that. Well, I noticed that right away. I walked up, and I said, what bet did you lose? And she laughed and laughed and laughed. And she has come to the show almost every week for the past four, five, six months. And she said to me a couple of weeks ago, she says, after the show, and she just started crying and crying and crying. And she's a cute little Mormon grandma. And she says, my husband died eight years ago, and I have not left the house until I came to your show. And now I just can't get enough of it, and I just want to be here, and it's just amazing. And she, she's so cute. Um, and I brought a couple Mormons to your show. Oh, I got in a Facebook argument one day. Me? No. Not you. No, not it sweet was, Jason Cosmo. It, 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 it was some <laughs> political thing. Paul Dwayne had posted something. Poli- not Paul Dwayne. Not Paul no. Dwayne. And I had to, I cracked my knuckles and had to chime in and get in there and get going. And some, some Mormon girl started to come for me. Oh, and she went well, this and this and that. Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton. I, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but we went at it. We went at it. And I was so close to just block. I just thought, I'm going to block this woman. I don't know. She, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to block her. But I didn't. I replied, and I said, you know what? I'm giving you a free ticket to my show because you need to loosen the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you obviously need to have a little fun. Well, Paul Dwayne and this cute Mormon girl came to the show, and they sat on the front row. And uh, I noticed them, and I thought, oh, that must be the girl I got in a Facebook fight with. (laughs) (laughs) And that was that, and I just went on with my show and did my thing. And, you know, I can never cater my show to one one person. Well, sure. You know, you go, oh, well, they're Mormon. Don't say the... The F word. I'm, fuck that. This, you know, they they come into my show. Right. And I'm not. I my goal is never to offend anybody. But but it's your show. It's, it's an adult show. It's a comedy show. It's a good time. And and I'm not going to cater it to any one person. Um, it wouldn't be the show. Yeah. After the show, this cute little Mormon girl come up and she was crying. Aww. And she says, oh, my gosh, that was just so much. I just needed that so much. This was just so wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thought, oh, good, she loosened up. Yeah. Well, she wrote me two days. This was a Saturday night. Well, the next day in church, it was the, um, the once a month, the very fast, fast and yes. testimony meeting. And she wrote me on Tuesday that she got up the next day in testimony meeting and bore, bear, bear. Bore her testimony, bore her testimony. of drag queens, please that she'd been to a drag show. Yes. And the man playing Dolly Parton told everybody we all need to love and accept yes. each other a lot more. And it was just like President Monson or so you know, whoever's the yeah. and this and this and that. And she did her whole testimony on me as Dolly Parton and I Aww. thought, well I thought if 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 I'm in testimony meeting, we're doing something right. <laughs> and imagine, though, had you just blocked her and were like, fuck right, you. Right, 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 right. Oh, one more, one more. Mm-hmm. 
This past November, I, I come out. It's Christmas time, and I'm Bette Midler, and I'm in this giant poinsettia dress. Anybody having a birthday? Birthdays over here. Anybody getting married? This cute little girl. Oh, I'm getting married with her bachelorette party. Uh-huh. All right, well, come on up here. Hi, what's your name? Where are you from? What are you da 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 And I have my bachelorette spiel. And um, I said, well, when's the big day? December 23rd. Not a goddamn thing going on that. Really, bitch? That's when you're getting married. <laughs> really, really? <laughs> right, well, who are you marrying? Brian or somebody. And, you know, it's the old drag queen joke. All right, well, people get married for one of two reasons. Yeah. Does he have money or a big dick? Mm-hmm. This poor girl turned bright <laughs> red. <laughs> She'd probably never seen a penis before. And I was like, come on, what is it? And it hit me. And I says, oh, my God, are you a virgin? Yeah. I was going to say, it's Utah. She's probably never seen I a penis. Know, and I'm looking at her like, this is so foreign. And she's looking at me going, what the hell's going on? I don't know. What the I don't know what it is. <laughs> and, and she was. She was a virgin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now she's at my show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's in my, like, right. target. <laughs> right. And this poor girl was bright red, and I didn't realize. I just assumed she was at the show. She, she was Mormon. She was drinking oh, a yeah. Sprite. Yeah. And I says, oh, all right, let's change the subject. Uh, yeah. What color are the bridesmaids' dresses? She said, denim. I said, Den- bitch, you shop <laughs> at Reams? I said, sit down, bitch, sit down, bitch. I thought, oh, my God. I have just ruined this. Please this say that girl. you helped plan the reception. Uh, they emailed us the next day and said they had more fun than they'd ever had. I thought, oh, my God. And that's when I knew we had something going. I thought, if we can get Mormon bachelorettes in here, we're good. Yeah. We're real good. I've brought every walk, I have brought every walk of life to your show. Liberals, conservatives, Mormons, non-Mormons, atheists, gay, straight, queer, lesbian. That's the most rewarding part. Non, non-binary. The most rewarding part about this show is the diversity in the audience it amazes me it amazes me that we are in salt lake city and i'm getting mormons and gays and lesbians and literally 21 and bisexuals to 90 and bisexual (laughs) oh my god this woman wrote a review (laughs) and says oh he never talks about bisexual where's the bisexuals you greedy fox (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna say queer like i just identify as queer queer i know um but i i mean you'll see my table like when i bring people it's a diverse group like it's it's there are no two people alike and so sorry i'm i'm just rattling off where do we go from here where do we go where the show, one year anniversary, oh, we now have a gorgeous stage built. So we've taken the old speakers and moved them. And we met, um, I call them my lesbians, Autumn and Nick, and they built us a ramp. We are grassroots. We are the lowest of lowest of grassroots. And the show is very professional, and I want it to appear very professional and clean. But that's because I work 80 hours a week. <laughs> I am like producer, director, host, headliner, marketing. I have to do, David Lawrence does a crap. I mean, it's there's a handful of people that have put on this huge production every week. It's overwhelming. I need help. If you're a fabulous tech person, call me, please. How can <laughs> they, how can they get a hold of you? Jason Co- on on Gmail. Uh, Jason Cosmo at Gmail. Facebook Jason Cosmo with a Z. The Viva La Diva Show dot com. Viva La Diva Show on Instagram, Facebook. I'm a whore. I'm so easy to get a hold of. So so easy to get a hold of. And are you looking for a sound person or no? Sound person. um, um, Any tech people. You know, a a lot of our cast has really 
jumped in and helped where they needed yeah, to help. Yeah, I've seen Cooper back there. Which, which is amazing um, because they love the show and they believe in the show and they're helping in areas that are not their area of yeah. expertise. But the show's also to the point now where where I, I just need to start hiring people who are professionals yeah. in that field. Yeah. Um, and hope we have the budget to do so. Sponsors, we need more fabulous yes. sponsors. Five Wives is so fabulous to us, and we promote them, and uh, the money they give me every month, I probably spend personally on booze. No, I, I, <laughs> I spend it on the show, but I do buy a lot of Five Wives vodka. I love I their do. vodka. Um, sponsors, yeah, you want to be part of like the cool new upcoming show in Salt Lake? Hit us up, liquor company. I don't care what you are. I don't care yeah. what kind of company. I'll find a way to make it tie in. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, we just hope to keep going. We hope to, we hope to. It's been very challenging for the club. They were not ready for this. They were not ready right. for us to come in. And, and, and the lesbians built the stage, and my good friend Chase, come, he came to the show one night. I was there that night. And I brought him on stage to be Dr. Long John's, and he's like, I want to get involved in this show. He says, I have a job. I'm just kind of bored, and I want to have something, you know, fun and creative to do after work. And he built us a set. We designed it together. and and, and I think he had so much fun doing it that he would come in every day and say, what could I do now? Well, I keep getting ideas. So I was like, well, here's my visa. <laughs> Go to Lowe's. And he finished the set, and I'm like, well, now can we add lights? Yep. Mm -hmm. Go to Modern Display. Well, now can we add glitter? Yep. Oh. So... Our little it's set beautiful. is now like it looks very simple, very clean. It's, it's beautiful though. It has the diva and lights and the stage. Yes, it's there's 40 light bulbs on that oh diva. Oh my gosh! No way. And these are not like little bistro lights you get They're on Amazon big. Prime. These are, I mean, and grassroots. I drilled every one of those holes that those lights are in on the yeah. catwalk. I mean, we are in there. We paint. We drill, we saw, we hammer, it's beautiful. we screw. I've we, watched. I've watched. I was there before do, you came in. Yes. And I've watched the transformation. Um, we put the club in drag. Yeah, and it's it has been a transformation. I mean, I can I can honestly say I'm a drag whore, <laughs> and so <laughs> I've watched it transform, and it's it's beautiful. And um, I mean, they took a heavy metal club and added a catwalk. Yes. With lights. With lights and <laughs> glitter and and it's cost me a small fortune I but it. I, I it, it it it's just happening so fast it happens so fast and and i've invested in all these costumes we do these big group numbers mary poppins mame mary Annie. poppins is my favorite so then i'm buying all these group costumes and the next thing you know i'm like oh let's do mame well yeah you know a couple you thousand Maine. dollars later and we have sequin tuxedos yeah. and flapper dresses and and um David Lawrence is a sweatshop, a one-man sweatshop. Oh, I believe it. Because he's constantly making me a new I replica costume. He's currently making me, and as we go into September, we will be doing, and I'm so excited. My other main character is Bette Midler. Mm. We're recreating Bette Midler's Hello, Dolly, which mm. is currently like going nuts on Broadway. So he is replicating... Her gown. Wow. Uh, Matthew's doing the headdress, and I'm so excited to be playing Bette Midler as Hello Dolly to open all four of our September shows. And we have, I've invested, we bought waiter's vest. Cooper's going to be the chef. Aww. <laughs> 
Um, so we just keep going. We just have more and more ideas. Halloween's going to be nuts. I do Bette Midler from Hocus Pocus. I'm so excited for Halloween. But, yes, I know. I'm I posted so something excited. on our Viva La Diva page about Hocus Pocus, and it has more likes and comments than anything else. So uh, And Rocky Horror. They do Rocky Horror yes. in October. But last year I did Hocus Pocus Winifred uh, solo, but this year David Lawrence will be Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm. And Jeremiah, who I just put in drag. Yes. I gave birth to him out of my glitteris. We'll be Kathy Najimy. Uh, we're doing Disney villains, Cruella, Ma- Maleficent, oh Ursula. Oh my God! And then is the second Trinity act. Star going to be Maleficent. And then, then the second act is uh, Rocky Horror, our twenty-minute uh, version of Rocky with Rory Hollis. <gasps> my other, I, I said I would never be a drag baby. Oh. So, so there's drag families. You know, they're like, oh, this is my drag mother. This is my drag sister. I'm like, bitch, I do this on my own. I put myself in drag. Da, 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 you da. have a family now. And and it happened on accident. It happened on accident. But I, Rory, I, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't go to Planned Parenthood. I gave birth. <laughs> 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 and and what can I tell my Rory Hollis story? Yes. Do we have time? Rory Hollis uh, came to the first show. I didn't know him. And he emailed me and emailed me and emailed me. I want to be a part of the show. I want to be a part of this show. So Rory is a return missionary. And a uh, teacher. And a, and a high school school teacher. Mm-hmm. And he went on an extended mission. Oh, That's how he's dedicated he is. Holy. He's so, yes. And, <laughs> and then he came out of the closet and went to California. So he emailed me and he wanted to be a go-go boy after the show. And I was like, I don't know if this is the, the setting for go-go boys and this and that. Well, then we announced auditions. And I opened the door and he come up the ramp with his little suitcase and I thought, oh my God. <laughs> I I I can't be mean. Oh, mm-hmm. I just I, I just want to be nice to everyone. I want everyone to be good, mm-hmm. but I gotta put good shit in the show. I can't yeah. just it's not a charity. And um he got in makeup. He says, Now we're, we're gonna be running things on time, aren't we? I says, Yes, yes, yes. So I thought, oh my God, what is this guy gonna do? He's never done drag before in his life. Oh my goodness. And now he's auditioning for this show. And he come up, and he was in this horrible dress, and this horrible <laughs> little blonde wig, and clogs. He was wearing clogs. 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 Oh, that's awesome. And I thought, oh my God, what it, what is it gonna do? And he did. Julie Andrews, I have confidence from oh. the sound of music. And this little queen ran around the bar and did cartwheels and jumped over tables oh. and knew every word and every beat and I was freaking out. We, oh. all were, we were screaming. It was so fabulous. Oh. And it ended and I says, I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is you are fabulous. The bad news is I'm Julie Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave birth to Rory Hollis out of my glitteris. And, and I says, have you ever seen Hedwig? And he said, no. I says, you go home. He, now, let me tell you, he's the best employee. He's the best cast member. He's the best because he'll do any. He, he takes it and runs. Yes, he runs. He runs. He runs miles with it. I say, Hedwig. And he'll go home and research it and watch it. And he made a costume and he bought the wig. And, and he comes in and knows every damn word. And he's brilliant as Hedwig. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant as he Frankenfurter. He played uh, Dick Van Dyke when we do Mary Poppins. Um, My favorite is when he does Frankenfurter. 
My partner's favorite, however, is when he did Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. Yes. Chris yes. talked about yes. that for weeks after. A lot of these acts I've been cooking up in my weeks. little my, my little gay brain for years, and I didn't know if they were necessarily right for me, and now I have a cast to right. throw these things out. And Chris was So is Miley dying. Cyrus is hysterical. And I think his pink is the Miley oh, Cyrus is campy is and fun, so but I think fun. his pink is really His great. pink is spot on, and his pink is what won him uh, Miss City Weekly. Yes. Miss City Weekly, which I was one of the judges for. Yes. And uh, well, he, he did that, and I was like, "All right, if he doesn't win." He was up an aerial. I'm out By of the here. way, if you, if, if, if for any of you, I'm sure it's somewhere out there. You can watch this performance. He was aerial above the crowd, doing his performance well, as pink. pink. Yeah. Uh, well, see, I don't aerial know pop. Artist, I, I don't know pop music. So if he was like, if he was recreating something, I don't know. But um, he was up in the fabric doing aerial art above, oh, I see what you're saying, not the mermaid. Right. Um, <laughs> above the crowd as pink, and he just nailed it. I mean, his performance was, I mean, it just as a judge watching it and judging these performances, he blew me away. So, so he good is job my, on your baby. He, he, he is my, he, he is my baby, and I adore him. I think he is such a beautiful human being. And then uh, our, our friend Jeremiah, He's, he's, I was there when you found him, too. He's, he's my age, and he started coming to the show, and he just did not know what was going on. He was living all sorts of fantasies and he's childhood the musical theater. As Seymour. Him fantasies. as Seymour. He was just the cutest. And I approached, and uh, he's such a big queen. He's oh, just yeah. a big queen. He's a big musical theater queen. And I approached him. I said, have you ever done drag? And he says, no. And I said, well, you're my summer project. I'm going to put <gasps> Really? So, yes. He's cute. And uh, he'll be doing Adele. This oh, fall. I'm excited. Which is fun. And Kathy Najimi in um, Hocus Pocus, which is so much fun. That's really so, yes, funny. September is the anniversary with everybody. October's Hocus Pocus and Rocky Horror. November's going to be nuts. And then. Um, but your Christmas shows in December the Christmas are doll, some of my favorites. Dolly in the reindeer costume. Yes. And Christmas the with drag. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> with drag. It's, 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 I mean, how can you not celebrate the birth right, of Jesus without right. drag queens? When in doubt, put lights and glitter on. Yes, absolutely. Do we <laughs> have time have to for make a couple? you do guest ex like appearances here? Oh my God, that'd be so yeah. cool. Yeah. Do, you, do we have uh, time for a few questions, Dylan? I'm yeah. Gonna, we can you ask the first one? Because we haven't heard from you much. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's sorry. okay. He's our quiet boy. I'm the quiet boy. <laughs> <laughs> you asked the first one you want to ask? Yeah, these are questions. these are some questions um, Kat put up on her Facebook, and of course everybody responded. Yeah, I put up, like nobody, nobody responded. So. I don't actually have any friends in real life, though. There's a difference. Uh, it's true. Facebook friends are different. I don't have any real friends. This is from Crystal C.C. Chambers, a former colleague of mine. Um, why aren't queens' bodies shamed like women? Oh, and all being skinny. <laughs> Why aren't drag queens' bodies shamed like women's bodies are? Yeah. First of all, if anybody's shaming your body, tell them to go fuck themselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. First of all. Second of all, yes, queens do all the time. They The the pressure's on for, for a queen, for a gay man to be skinny and this and this and that. And um, uh, they are. You may not think it. And maybe it's just because a lot of queens carry themselves so confident. Um we have to. We have to. Whether it's yeah. always genuine or not, you got to carry yourself with confidence, as should you. And I'm not speaking for all women, of course, but I think that that's what a lot of women look up to queens for is the confidence. I think that's really what it comes down to is that confidence. Which is good for everyone. anyone. Yeah. Right. Which is why it's so great that we play these strong women. Dolly, right. Cher, 
Pink, yeah. Aretha Franklin, oh, yeah. Bette Midler. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? They're strong, confident women. Yeah. Do you care if I take the next one? No, go for it. Um, Jeremiah Knight, who is one of your queens, um, he wrote, what's been your hardest celebrity to impersonate? Part two is, was there one that came fairly easily? And is there one that you want to impersonate but haven't yet? The hardest and the most easiest actually is the same character. Oh. Dolly, I feel like, comes the most natural. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can just kind of look like her and move like her. But she's also the most difficult. The hair has to be very exact. The costumes and the body are so exact. It, she's, she's without a doubt the most expensive. Right. Like she says, it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> she's absolutely the most expensive. Uh, but, but, you know, it's, it's all proportions. To get the, if the hair's too big, it's not right. If the hair's too small, it's not right. If the boobs are too big or too small, yeah. it's not right. So she is the most challenging, but it comes the most natural. And do you feel like, because there's people like me who are like, huge Dolly fans, hardcore, that they're going to be judgmental. Like, if you're not nailing it, and you're please, totally nailing it. Please. <laughs> please be judgmental. And I am judgmental. I am. Like, if Jason wasn't nailing it, like, I'd be like, whatever. He's nailing it. <laughs> like, he's nailing it. And I'm hardcore Dolly. I mean, she's my queen. I have her. It's the only thing that goes with me from art studio to art studio is my Dolly art piece that I have. And she watches over my studio. And so to have a Dolly impersonator come in, he's nailing it. Well, Maybe I, and, and Jason should be on your wall. He should. We need remove, to photo remove Dolly. <gasps> I will never remove my Dolly. It's the <laughs> nine to five Dolly. It's, it's my interpretation of Dolly, and I think, I but think even it. when you're impersonating someone, you have to put yourself into it. You but you to, are you, there. You know, you have to do that. But um. But your personality. But I, is I, I feel for like it. I know her, inside and out. How she moves. How she giggles. Yeah. You, How, I mean, um, just everything. The mannerisms. It's because she is the cutest, and she's she's queen. a little bit of everything. She's, she's the bubbly and, she's and queen. soft and cartoony, but she's, she's sexy. Fierce. She's oh, she's, she's hella fierce. sexy. So and she she's humble, fierce. but she's confident. Yes. So I, I just I love her. And then who have you not done yet that you want to do? Hmm. Queens or boys? Just kidding. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> who do I want to impersonate that I have yet to impersonate? I've impersonated a lot. I'd like to bring some back that I tried like once or twice. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres. <gasps> I love her so All right. much. Uh, how would this go? It's not very often I do a guy, but I'm really, I did him once in Hamburger Mary's in Long Beach. Would you gag if I came out as like late 70s, early 80s Elton John? No. I you, think you could kill it with the glasses. With the gla and the boa, yeah. like the Liberace, that'd be fun. You'd still have as much um, sequence as your ladies. Okay, you know, <laughs> you, you know who would be a challenge, but I would love to do. I just think she'd be so much fun, and I would not want to do this and, and, and offend anybody. And I certainly, but uh, Tina Turner. I think you're all looking at me like what? Of course you have to be careful. I, I've seen, I've no, seen. No black face. The, 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 no, no. Well, she's not very black. I mean, well. In her look, in her look, her skin tone is very. Oh God, now he's a racist. Now they're like, go fuck yourself. Oh God, no, no. People can be so fucking touchy if you said, you know what I mean. She's light skinned It's an impersonation. They're like, oh, yeah. I think you'd be more concerned that I have a dick rather than. I mean, yeah. <laughs> hello. Um, I think she would be. Fun to do. I think it would be such well, a fun challenge. And I love the way she moves and her dress moves as she dances. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know who else I would really hair. like to do. 
Mm. Okay, cool. So Meryl Street. I adore Meryl Street. Does she do? She doesn't. That you um, do in drag? Into the like woods. With singing. Into the woods. I don't know what that is. Sorry. You don't know what Into the Woods is? No. Oh, I when would I love to figure out something from the depth. I, I I just think Meryl Streep does no wrong. It's too new. Okay, oh, it's, it's a new, new thing. It's too new. Okay, new three stuff. Years. It takes her three years. Okay. I just barely discovered Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. <laughs> no, I'm actually not kidding. Like this year, I discovered it. So it takes me a few years, like, to discover. There, there's a queen in Canada, a white queen, who does Tina Turner, and I think it's one of her best looks. But yeah. she doesn't paint her face. Any colors? No. Though. Yeah, I, I wouldn't paint my yeah. skin or anything. I think that would be offensive. That I would be offensive. I wouldn't do yeah. that. I would, that would just get the wig and the body movements, and yeah. I think it could be. Well, she's kind she's of fun. You know what? It, you're always gonna fucking offend somebody. Somebody's gonna be offended. Someone's gonna write, fuck them. You know what I mean? I'm, my intentions are never to offend anybody. But if somebody is, oh, well, get over it. No, I do know that you have a very pure heart and, and, yeah. and, you, and you're, you're trying to be inclusive. And, and I've, I've noticed that with like some of the shifts and stuff. Like, like I've, I've noticed. I've, like, I noticed that. So okay. good job. Good. Yeah. I know that you have a pure heart. Um, do you have a question, Stephen? I have just been listening. Honestly, no, I love it. But I think that there's so much that you teach everybody. And, and I think that that's what's really remarkable about you is just that there's so much that all of us can like appreciate. And I think it's really cool that you're in Salt Lake City and you're bringing all of your talent here. And I think it is very much needed. And I think that that's as huge as you performing anywhere. In fact, it's probably better. I, we need I, it. I, I think it's... A, we need I, it. I'm, I, I never thought I'd be back here and be this happy. I never thought we could do a show like this in Salt Lake. I think, I think Salt Lake City needs this. I think I need this. I think my cast, these talented, amazing people, need this show in their life. This audience does. Look at what's going on. We got fucking assholes with tiki torches. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have the worst, uh, most ignorant president ever. We, we live in this closed-minded state ruled by Republicans who are following him. We need a drag queen to say, let's all get along, put some money in my tits, relax, and have a good time. <laughs> that, I mean, it's you, needed. You, we break, do. you break down all of those fears, mm-hmm. and that's why you're so important to us. Yeah. Thank you. It, yes, absolutely. And it's needed. Art is healing. Art is healing. Art is healing. And what you're doing yeah. is incredibly healing, and I, I can see it every time that you're bringing people together. And uh, it, it's more than just being entertaining. It's also giving people a, sp- a safe space to laugh and to let go. And life is kind of stressful right now yeah. for, for a lot of people. And um, it's, a, it's a good space for that, I feel like. And I mean, it, it, and it, is, it is political and it is therapeutic and it is all of those things. And um, I love how you always close the show about you can choose between love and hate. Yeah. And, and, and you choose love. And it's so apparent with what you're doing. And it's... It's incredibly healing. Art is healing. And so I, I absolutely love what you're doing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Keep buy a healing. ticket. Buy a ticket. <laughs> Come on out. You know what? I'm putting on um, two children's birthdays on Saturday at, at our home. And I have a feeling that when I'm done with those two children's birthdays, I'm going to need a drink. And so I'm, I'm going to try to escape the chaos and come out to the show on Saturday. Because it's a Saturday, it's right? Saturday night. Yeah. yeah 8 o'clock. I'm, I'm, I'm trying because I... 
just the thought of, do, of hosting two birthday parties on the... Yeah, you're ready for a drink. Oh, God. Um, we've been getting a lot of requests to do a, a, a show for all ages because the show's in a club. It's 21 mm-hmm. and over. And we keep getting emails saying we want to bring our kids to this. Right. My kids would and, love it. And it got me to thinking, I want to figure out where a venue, maybe the Capitol or something, mm-hmm. uh, maybe next spring, and do a huge fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly for what. I, I definitely for you know, something towards bullying, something to keep the arts yeah. in public school. Yeah. Uh, and do a big show and open it up, you know, like a, a Saturday matinee. That would be wonderful. Have everybody be able to come. I, I think that would, would be, love you know, that. Clean up the language and whatnot. Well, sure. But yeah, of course. I mean, if it was my kids, they don't care. They're used to my mouth. But, I mean, for other people's kids, yes, clean up the language. If only everyone's kids were like yours. My kids know it's adult language. When you're an adult and you know how to use right. it appropriately, like, right. they know not to say it on the playground. They know not to even say it right now in front of me. Like, they just, right. they know it's adult language. Right. Well, watch TV. Even just TV is Yeah, we don't languages. even, we don't have TV at home. But they know mommy drinks adult drinks and mommy says adult things. So... <laughs> The mommies are afraid of Steve at the chocolate shop. Just avoid him. He's going to teach you language. <laughs> don't, don't learn him. <laughs> oh. What do you like most and what do you hate most about doing drag? What do I like most? I love oh, just that um, when it all clicks. When it all clicks. When the makeup clicks. When the costume clicks. When the music is right and turned up and it's all just that magical moment and the audience is looking in, in the palm of your hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're in that moment and you're feeling it and they're feeling it and everybody's yeah. feeling it and has the goosebumps and stands up and that's so much fun. What do I not like about it? Um, the pressure of... Uh, it's uh, All the pressure's on me. The producer, the host, the star, the every, it's all on me. The, the having to sell tickets and having to... You know, the bar's looking at me to make the money. The queens are looking at me to make the money and fill the house. The um, the corset. I don't like the corset. I'm just <laughs> used to it. I'm used to it. Um, it all comes so natural to me, but the, but, but the pressure of, of always being on point, on filling the house and making this right for everybody and being the mother and the father and the queen and the host and the... And they, the club's looking at me to do it. The queens are looking at me to do it. And then I walk out on stage, and the audience is like, okay, bitch, make us laugh. <laughs> and he does. We yeah. laugh our asses off. It, it, it's a love-hate. It's a, it's, it's a tug-of-war. It's a tug-of-war that I obviously love more than I hate because come buy a ticket. We're still doing it. Wait, Jason, <laughs> I have a, so just one also etiquette question. So when I went, I assumed that all everybody pooled all the tips together. So... How are we supposed to come and watch you? <laughs> so, so I mean, but I for some, my so somebody that's as stupid as me, tell me what I should expect when I come. No, when you come, when you come, um, well, we all do different things. Some people are in one number or two numbers. It's all different. Uh, you can do whatever you're comfortable with. You can walk up and hand the tip to the queen, you know, or or stick it in their in their costume. But this is your livelihood. Or or so put it, it in the bo- in the bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you should you should. It, I, I think people enjoy tipping. It's fun. It makes it interactive. It's, it makes it different from a play. It's, uh, you know, come up, and, and I've noticed that people like that. They, they want to come up and touch you and look you in the eye. Oh, yeah. And they want to feel like they're a part of that moment in the show. 
Um, and some are intimidated and they want to put it in the bowl. And some are just cheap assholes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they have no problem walking back and buying a drink and tipping the bartender. Mm-hmm. They have no problem tipping the kitchen. But you're there to see the show. You should tip the queens. Absolutely. I remember my first time when I was a drag virgin, I did not know to bring dollar bills. And I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Well, now we've learned that a lot of people don't know that. So we have queens with ones selling ones on the floor. That is so so smart because I try to do a good job of the new people that I bring, but I don't always get the word out. There's always a few people I miss, and then they're they're embarrassed, and I'm like, I remember that feeling. Like, <laughs> I remember being you and being so embarrassed. And so, because um, it is fun to tip. I love, yeah, I, I, I never love want it. the tipping to feel, uh, you should never feel obligated, like, oh, God, I just bought a ticket, and I got to, it should be fun. It should, it, it should be a fun thing to tip. It usually, I, you know, don't ever feel pressure to tip. Um, but it is fun, and the girls all get paid. I mean, you know, the, the ticket price gets divided up into the cost of the show and the cost to pay everybody. So, so we all get paid. Probably, probably not nearly as much as you think we do. I don't get paid nearly as much as you think I do. On all the but, time um, that you're practicing and everything, there's yes. no way. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. The girls are in there two, three, four days a week, depending on what number they're doing. Uh, I'm, at this point, like 80 hours a week, nonstop. But it's expensive, too. The makeup, the costumes, the wigs, you name it. Uh, most of our costumes are made from scratch by all of us. But it, it, it gets very, very expensive. For me to get a wig restyled is like 60 bucks. That's to get it restyled. A brand new wig is anywhere from wow. two to $400. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. So. This question's from my wife. How long does the makeup take? Um, I like... I like to give myself two hours, two and a half hours. That's from shaving to gluing my eyebrows start to finish. And you go between different characters. How does that affect what you quickly, put on? Quickly. I have to practice it, and I have to plan out my characters so that they, they get to... I literally erase... I erase my eyebrow for almost every character. I change my eye a little bit. I change my nose and my lip. It just depends on the character. I'll contour my cheeks differently for, you know, for Bette Midler. And Carol Channing. Carol Channing, right. Um, But at intermission with Dolly, I basically uh, pretty much start, I mean, my eye's there, but it all gets changed. Uh, Quick, fast. It's all very fast, and you have to know what you're doing. There's, there's, I'm to the point where I don't even think. I just do it. Second nature at this point. Yeah. Do you guys have any other questions? I think we, we covered it beautifully. I just want to go see it again. Yes, come see the come show. Come with me. If I go Saturday, will you come with me? Are this you busy? This was so much fun, but I have Might to be, we'll pee so bad. I've drank all this coffee and water. Nope. Okay, <laughs> hey, I've got do. Depeche Mode. I need no a run, way. too. I just have one quick question. It's yeah. a new question that I've added from me. Your favorite Muppet and why? <gasps> Miss Piggy! I knew it. Miss Piggy, when I was little, I loved Miss Piggy. I loved Miss Piggy. And and my family was always buying me, like, here's a football. Here's a... I, one of my favorite pictures, Christmas morning, early 80s. I got a Dukes of Hazard car, right? They're like, go sit in your Dukes of Hazard car and take a picture. So here I am with this plastic gun in my Dukes of Hazard car holding Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love Miss Piggy? She's fabulous. She is fabulous. 
I love it. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thank Jason. you so no, much. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. All of Thanks, you. And the chocolates were fabulous. They were thank so you. good. Until next time, everybody. Thank you. What? What?